On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Osiris. Hey, Osiris listeners. We want to tell you about our friends at Sunset Lake CBD who support this show. Sunset Lake CBD is a Vermont hemp farm crafting affordable CBD products designed to help with sleep and stress without breaking the bank. If you haven't tried CBD before, take it from me, it's a game changer. I use Sunset Lake's tincture every night before I go to bed, helping me get solid, restful sleep. And their gummies are great for daytime. Check out their new Good Vibes gummies, which have just a bit of hemp-derived THC to help you relax and unwind. Sunset Lake CBD crafts products with hemp grown on their family farm and ships them directly to customers. They have tinctures, salves, edibles, coffee, smokables, and even pet products. By the way, their CBD chocolate fudge is awesome. Check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use coupon code TIME for 20% off all products. Sunset Lake CBD, farmer-owned, Vermont-grown. Hey, this is Oteal. If you're liking what you're hearing, head on over to patreon.com forward slash comes a time pod and get your bus pass for an extra episode every week. <laughs> What's up, comes a time, fellow travelers? That's Mike. And that is Oteal. And boy, oh boy, do we have a great one for you today. Who do we have, Oteal? We had the iconic Wavy Gravy, who <laughs> I've been hang, I've hung out with since old Almond Brothers days, and I just didn't know really all of who he was, you mm-hmm. know. And then as I started researching and listened to an interview, uh, about a forty minute interview that he did to get some background on him, mm. and then he mentioned his documentary, which fans. Go watch it. It's on Amazon, I think. It's called Saint, Saint Misbehaven. Mm. Wow. He's had like 10 amazing lives. Like you can pull 10 things out that are all amazing, which would have been cool enough for one life. Yeah. You know? Well, it's, I mean, and, and you know, what's kind of wild too, is if you think about it and, you know, I don't want to give away any spoilers, but it's just like from where he began. <laughs> yeah. Like as, as a as poet. A ch- uh, yeah, even before that, as a as a little as a little child, and like how like it almost kind of seems like he had the like an orb around him that just drew. <laughs> I mean, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, we won't yeah, spoil we that won't one. Even spo- I mean, just oh, oh my god. But want want to know something that's so crazy too is that you know, in thinking about doing this interview with him, I can't even begin to remember how many festivals I've been to that he was there gathering of the vibes like he would just be there on stage in between like you know Les Claypool set and whoever else was but Carl Denson set or whatever there's wavy and it was just like he's been at so many different things and I remember I think I I met him in the tent with uh family dog um the folks back from from that scene like maybe Chet Helms and all of them and he was just there just hanging out and just like like a like a a living limerick, yes. you know, like just, he, he just, that's what I thought. He was just like, uh, 
And he plays it up like the, a court jester yeah. who'd announce things. I knew he had to save a foundation. I was like, okay, he's doing that. But I didn't realize the depth, like him, you know, starting at this scene in Greenwich where, I mean, he tells a story in, in the documentary. He's like, he convinced this guy to have some folk music along with the poetry readings and the guy was, didn't want to do it. He's like, come on, loosen up, man. So he has, this guy comes in, he goes, okay, this guy is a legend in his own time. His name is, what's your name, kid? And he goes, oh, <laughs> Bob Dylan. He goes, Bob Dylan. You know, he's it's a nobody at this yeah. point, right? Yeah. And then they end up being roommates above the club. Yep. And he wrote an iconic song on Wavy's typewriter that he was writing poetry on. This kind Born of in the wind, yeah. morphs into like something in between stand up and just performance art. And then he's opening for like Coltrane and Monk and Coleman Hawkins. And I'm like, wait a minute. And this is a, we hadn't even got to the West Coast where no. he started doing acid and hanging with Lenny Bruce and then the hog farm and then the pranksters and, yeah, and Woodstock like, and the whole thing. And Woodstock yeah. and like everything along the way is just amazing. The free kitchen thing is where I really got onto it, where he's like doing this, like providing food for huge groups of people and, but like getting everybody to like give food and pitch in and help out and just like, and all along the way, he just kept doing it, you know, Yeah, it, yeah. with a foundation or camp win a rainbow or just like, he's just this force for transformation, like uber idealistic transformation realized. Yes. And right before your eyes over and over again, I'm just like, what kind of mystical force is inside this guy? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, yeah. And it's that whole thing of just being like selfless. And, and fun all in, in one like thing, you know, like it's not, it's not going and banging on corporate doors. It's like, Hey guys, we're helping cure blindness, play a concert, bring joy to these people. And we can also help raise money for this amazing cause. And, and it's so interesting to think about too, the fact that, you know, coming up through the psychedelic era, he figured out a way to kind of cure not cure a bad trip, but he figured out the antidote yeah. of going like, what is your name? And then he'd say their name and go, your name is Dave. You took LSD and it's going to wear off. And it was just like the simplest. It's like his, yeah. he, he somehow has like encapsulated simplicity too, where it's just like we talked about earlier. To, it's just about the, like about love and about happiness and about like, he's just that embodiment of it. Like that performance art. He's just one of those people who became his art. You know, I mean, yeah. Kesey said like he thinks that it's in every man to be as large as they think they can be. And and that largeness can be selflessness and sharing and helping and, and all of that. And that's yeah, it's that's compassion. Yeah, absolutely. He and, says and, this prayer at the beginning of this documentary that just I was and it's the very beginning. I was so inspired <laughs> and the thing hadn't even started yet. And I was like, oh, my God, this guy is like lasering in on exactly what I need to hear and feel. And he's just super inspiring, super duper, duper inspiring. My kids are definitely going to go to camp when a rainbow before yeah. it's over, man. I got to I got to be there and feel that like seeing it 
seeing it in the movie is just like, wow, he did it again. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. did it again. <laughs> it's just amazing, man. Well, and when you think about this, <laughs> when you think about that scene in the revolution and the whole like, you know, consciousness expansion and all of that, that ne- it needs a jester. It needs yeah. that uncle that's going to make sure ever- the kids are safe and that everyone eats yeah. and, and that, and that like caretaker, he kind of made sure everyone was taken care of in both yeah. a cosmic way and in, you know, tangible bread and water kind of, you yes. know, or psychologically, yeah, you know, yeah, physically every kind of way. Like that's his yeah mission. He looks like this clown. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on getting real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late, and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well... I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. (laughs) Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash Pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash Pantheon. Pantheon. 
American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud, theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. The debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. And so many people are being empowered and inspired and taking care of each other in every kind of way imaginable. From giving sight to the blind to, I was like, this is how the miracles in the Bible worked. Mm. Like, this is how loaves and fishes were multiplied. I'm convinced, like he proved you can do it right now. He's still doing it. I mean, he's just, uh, I can't say enough about this guy. Yeah. (laughs) I think his wife, (laughs) Janahara, that's how you pronounced it? I believe so. Yeah. Jahara. 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 It's already left me, but she said the most amazing thing in the documentary. She said, you know, I, I realized at a certain point that, we could do it if we were in charge. Like we could make it happen. Yeah. If we, you know, like it's because the power structures were always trying to come down on them, you know. Yeah. And they're just trying to help. You know? I know. They're just trying to feed people. Yeah. But they yeah. still did it. Like they did it at Woodstock and we're like, well, if we could do it there, we could do it. <laughs> I know. You right? know, and then they just went full speed ahead. It's like, wow. It never stopped. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I they showed me like I know better how I'm gonna raise my kids now. Like yeah. I'm kind of doing it, but like now my intention is they just like pulled it off over and over and over again. They're re- super inspirational. Well, and hopefully this this episode could be a uh, a companion piece to the documentary. You know, so like folks, yeah. definitely please go check it out. And uh, he's another example of one of the folks in this existence that uh, chose fun, and he's living long. Yeah, know what I mean? Chose like compassion this is, and love, and he's living long on purpose and went hard like a bullseye laser focused on it yeah and just couldn't be stopped over and over again and still doing it i mean got me lit i had a rough morning you know my pop just died man every morning i gotta wake up and crawl back out of the hole and look at me i'm just like (laughs) you Mm. know yeah, yeah, and he gave me what I needed, pure inspiration. I hope everybody goes and watches this documentary after you see this podcast. It's called Saint Misbehaving on and, Amazon. And it's I don't amazing. think it's a mistake that we happen to be recording this on Bob Dylan's birthday, his old roommate <laughs> either. So I think that's pretty incredible. Uh, these things don't happen on, as accidents. So Yeah, um, it's amazing. Thank you to Wavy and his, and his team for helping uh, – you know, put this together and thank you for, uh, joining us. That, that was, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, we just got to spend some time with like a a piece of history 
So yeah, for real. I got to go find my red nose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. He gave me one. See the I picture. Yeah, the picture will be up with all the socials. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we're here on Osiris, home to so many great podcasts. You can go to OsirisPod.com to check them out. And you could come over to Patreon.com forward slash comes a time pod for a bonus episode each week. Uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, we'll see you out on tour. See you out on the road. It's starting soon. And uh, thank you again to Wavy. Peace. Speak to me with your eyes and face and whole visage. Give it to me. Lay it on me. I'm ready. Happy belated birthday. It is. Uh, I'll be 80, 86, which is when they usually kick you out of the club. <laughs> hey, Wavy, that is Mike. That's Mike, we That's did Mike Fenoya. He yeah. is my partner in crime. And stand-up comedian, fellow stand-up comedian. Love you, Wavy. Thank you for being here with us today. Mm-hmm. It was so sweet. Uh, the band, on my birthday, the band Zero sang Forever Young to me on the stage. Ah, <laughs> I had a I serious meltdown. Oh, I just did uh, some gigs with Steve Kimmott. Love him and Jenny to death, man. Are you feeling oh, Forever yes. Young? Yes. Good. It's Bob Dylan's birthday today, too. We're recording it this is. on Dylan's so birthday. For Tapper from Hibbing. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just watching your uh, movie, Saint Misbehaving. And yes, I, oh, my mind was just blown over and over and over again. And I married the girl from the North Country. It's <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> you were talking about. Uh, when Bob was your roommate, uh, can you oh, talk yeah, about that time light. when you were doing poetry down there? We had a room up over the gaslight. In fact, hard rain was going to fall was written on my typewriter. Wow. <laughs> Man, that's amazing. That's really wild. How did you guys catch up? Ketchup, mustard? What? what ketchup? Where are we? How'd you guys uh, relish? How did you meet? How did you and Bob meet? Oh God, it was just at the, around the gaslight. Everybody, uh, everybody went to the gaslight. It was the place to go to in uh, Greenwich Village back in the day, and uh, we just uh, absorbed each other back then. He was he was just a jolly dude. And he always had something to say about everything. <laughs> Except he was a little paranoid. You know, we'd be walking along and say, hey, hey, duck in the, duck in the doorway. Did you see that guy over there? I said, yeah, well, well, let's wait until he leaves. <laughs> but Bob, we don't know who he is. <laughs> no, no, let's just wait here. <laughs> wow. It was hilarious. I love I love I love thinking about Greenwich Village in that time period and all the art and all of the people all the so many talented and important people were around during that time Ginsburg Kerouac all the jazz absolutely like so many incredible they played folks. the gaslight before us they warmed it up for us and then we took over 
and hard rain's gonna fall was written on my rusty trusty Remington in that little room up over the gaslight. So did, is that uh, around the same time that you are, were hanging with Lenny Bruce? Oh yeah, and and later than that, uh, Lenny Bruce's eighty-eight twenty-five Hollywood Boulevard, uh, and the whole other uh, uh, area of uh, colorful California. That the other end, that was the top end, and uh, the Bay Area was on the bottom, I guess. But Lenny's place, it was great. It was totally surrounded by barbed wire, except. Uh, the driveway was always wide open, so it's, <laughs> it kind of uh, defeated its purpose. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like Lenny it. became your manager, was your manager. Lenny Bruce was my manager, and uh, then he proceeded to uh, uh, get busted at this hobby store with a little bit of uh, this and that. And so uh, I ended up uh, getting people. I'd run around and say, hey, lady, can you type? get in the car and we'd constantly be uh, typing up briefs for uh, his uh, lawyer named Dolan. (laughs) (laughs) Volunteer legal work. (laughs) Lenny Lenny was magnificent. Let me tell you. So that was all after your village period then. Cause I I don't, I don't want to skip too far ahead. Cause one of the things I saw is that during, it was yeah. probably during back and forth. Ah. It's from the cement apple uh, back to uh, colorful California and it zip zap uh, here and there. Uh, but I evolved uh, uh, on McDougal Street and then uh, reading my poetry first at the gaslight and then it just turned into uh, weird stuff. And this guy uh, uh, said, hey, uh, skip the uh, uh, the poetry and just talk about your weird stuff. And he put me in a suit and started mailing me around the country uh, uh, doing uh, this and that and uh, spewing my uh, life story. <laughs> That's great. So is that what I saw in the uh, documentary that at one point in New York, you were opening for like Coltrane, and, and Thelonious Monk. Yeah, I was just like, what? So was that the poetry or was that more of like the stand-up type stuff? It was It was this and that. And Monk's middle name, check this out, Sphere. Sphere, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I adored him. And uh, wow. we were friendly, good friends. He, he sometimes put my hats on. He loved hats. <laughs> and God, could he crawl over a keyboard? He was probably yeah. the best uh, piano player on earth. Or Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it seems like you've had like 10 different people's amazing lives, you know? So when I was watching this, I was just like, what? Because I met you a long time ago, probably with the Allman Brothers. And, um... Wow, I just had no idea. I was like, he opened for Monk and Train and all these guys. And then one thing after another, then Lenny Bruce. And, this, you know, it was just like my mind is blown. And uh, what's left of mine? <laughs> <laughs> we talked to Mountain Girl. We talked to Mountain Girl here on the podcast. And she said that, you know, all the people that are game, like all the people that are that are willing, you know, everything, the scene finds it. 
and there's a place for everyone. And it's really awesome to think about, you know, like where your place was and all of that. It was, you were a very important, you know, beacon of, of hope and light for a lot of people at a lot of different times. Mountain Girl was uh, standing next to me when we heard about uh, the demise of John Lennon and uh, mm. shared tears oh. on the stairs of uh, our Berkeley demise uh, domain. His wow. demise in our domain. Good yeah. grief. It was, uh, it was a rough one. Yeah. You've been through a lot of those, it seems. In the years yep. that have passed. My epitaph is happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> How did, were you always this like, uh, was it innate, innately super uber optimistic or I don't even know what the word is for it. Like when I was six, I get to stroll around the block with uh, Albert Einstein. Who uh, asked my mom if he could take me for a stroll because I looked like a little midget Winston Churchill. <laughs> I did. I absolutely uh, looked like a shrunken down uh, Winston Churchill. And she said, yeah, absolutely. So I used to spin around the block. He was in Princeton, you see, and we lived in Princeton and we were right across uh, uh, this huge uh, cinder uh, a uh, lot from the college and we were right in uh, Albert's uh, uh, windspan and uh, he scooped me up for some reason or other. Do you think that had some <laughs> mystical effect on <laughs> the rest of I your remember, life? I remember a shock of uh, uh, white hair predating Don King by half a century. <laughs> I remember uh, a twinkle in his eye and a smell. He smelled different than anything I'd ever smelled. Someday I'll walk up to somebody and say, mm. hey man, you smell like Albert Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's and amazing. And beyond. <laughs> and that's when it started, huh? Yeah. I, well, I, I have to ask you, uh, about how you got your name. When I heard you got your name from B.B. King, I was like, is there no end to the wonder in this guy's life? And this it is like a long after Texas, the story uh, goes by. After Woodstock, we went to Texas to do the Texas Pop Festival. And uh, I was uh, like laying on the stage, babbling into a microphone when people came running up saying B.B. Uh, uh, King is here with his bus he's gonna play for free could we clear the stage please and I was getting up kind of slow it was just before one of my multitudinous back surgeries when I felt this uh, hand on my shoulder and I looked up and there was B.B. King and he looked down at me and just said you wavy gravy and I said yes sir <laughs> he said well, you wavy gravy, I can work around you. And he leaned me up against his amplifier, took out his guitar named Lucille, and he played until sunrise. And uh, I've been wavy gravy ever since. So you have you seem to have this superpower where you inspire people to just give of themselves for free and everything just works out. 
it's like Jesus multiplying loaves and fishes. <laughs> I'm like, this is what he's really the free kitchen. You know, that's a BB King. He's like, ah, we're going to play for free. And then plays till sun up. Like, it's, my, it's my like your superpower. Uh, then Bonnie Jean ran the free kitchen with uh, Lisa Law and Peter White Rabbit at Woodstock. We're talking there. Yeah. And we got uh, uh, everybody to uh, pitch in and uh, share the labor. And so it, uh, it just flowed and glowed. Yeah, but your intentionality from the beginning, it seems, is like so focused from the village and when you were a poet and every stage along the way. An old clown. A clown is a poet who is also an orangutan. That's uh, <laughs> Vonnegut said that. One of my heroes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's amazing. Can you tell about, uh, I love the story that... Um, you told in the movie about um, the teepee that you, I guess you guys had set up for people that had taken too much hallucinogens and oh, yeah. some guy came in and you straightened him out. <laughs> you tell that yeah, we, 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 somebody would come in babbling and we'd just lay him out in the, the trip teepee and talk him down. And then when they were ready to rock and roll, we said, hold it. You see that sister coming through the door with her toes in her nose? That was you three hours ago. Now you're the doctor. Take over. And in that way, the scene regenerated itself and everybody took turns. Oh, man. That's that's yeah. the best right there. That's community. That's, that's community. It. Yep. That's give back. Nitty. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, we're, well, we're one of the oldest ones, the hog farm, because we were given a mountaintop rent free if we would uh, slop 40 hogs, one of which we later uh, ran for president. Her name was Pegasus, and she was the first female black and white candidate for that high office. <laughs> I know you're not joking either. That's the best part. <laughs> and we toured with that pig. Uh, we, wow. We uh, uh, had brought the pig to New York for uh, Christmas and uh, dubbed her the Yule Hog. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas pig. <laughs> and we're at, the, what was the name of that magnificent club in New York? Oh, the Electric Circus. That's what it was. Yeah. And we were there with the pig. And she loved it. <laughs> as long as we could keep her in pudding. <laughs> we, we brought a, a, a huge vat of chocolate pudding. And we proceeded to uh, uh, dispense pudding to everybody that came by. Until finally it bottled. This guy... Uh, showed up at the microphone. He was all covered with pudding, his whole head. He said to me, I've seen the bottom of the pudding. <laughs> <laughs> and I believed him. <laughs> well, it's important that you were there to, to, to help people talk each other down because, you know, in that oh, time, sure. and, and there was, there was so much, uh, you know, taking too much every now and then, you know, going a little too heavy, too fast. So you needed to balance it out, you know? We said, well, you, guess what? You took some acid, some LSD, and guess what? It's going to wear off. And they'd say, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 
When they're ready to rock and roll, we said, hey, did you see that sister coming through the door with her toes in her nose? That was you four hours ago. Now you're the doctor. Take over. And so that way the scene regenerated itself in a glorious way. Yeah, I love the quote that you said. I'm going to try to remember it now. When you're really down low and you see someone else that's lower than you and you reach down and you help them up, uh, you said, that's everything right there. That's like... Uh, I have seen the bottom of the pudding. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> What's that you're holding? Can you tell us about what you oh, have this, in your hand right there? This is my little actor. It's a one-stringed instrument from uh, India. It's a tiny one, though. And uh, I plunk away at it. And uh, wouldn't it be neat if the people that you meet had shoes upon their feet and something to eat? And wouldn't it be fine now if all humankind had shelter? Basic human needs. Basic human deeds, doing what comes naturally down in the garden when no one is apart deep down, deep down in the garden, the garden of your heart. And so it goes. Yeah. See, all you need is one string. The next slide, please. <laughs> That's great. Did you so where are you guys from? Uh, in the New York area, right outside. I'm down in the village all the time where, where you used to oh, run around. the cement apple. The cement apple is right. I yeah. adore it. Yeah. It's I nice to look. I the cement apple at the gaslight, you know. Yeah. And I used to uh, uh, run the poetry readings. Uh, and then uh, we had a terrible difficulty uh, talking uh, John Mitchell into segueing into uh, folk music. I said, come on, John. I made all my money with poetry. Come on, John. Let's just try a little folk music. And so it came to pass. Wow. That's incredible. Did you used to play the Thunder Machine with uh, Keezy and all the guys? That was that was Ron, Ron Boise built the Thunder Machine. But yeah, I used to adore it. You know, we, we would occasionally uh, pop into our life and uh, and uh, illuminate. It was uh, quite a device made of uh, uh, metal and uh, imagination. <laughs> Those must have been fun times huh? at the acid tests and hanging with the pranksters and uh, all yeah, of them. Well, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I thought. I, now, did I see something where you said you were doing light shows for different bands at a certain point? Well, we had we had a light show. Yes, it was called the Single Wing Turquoise Bird, and it was part of our traveling dance. We also uh, <laughs> came with a uh, a large swine named Pegasus, who was the first <laughs> female black and white candidate for president. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, so, so, someone said you did lights for Hendrix and all these different bands. Uh, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, yes, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Whoops, Jimmy, Jimmy. It was amazing. <laughs> Is that wow. in that same acid test time period? 
Well, he, he played the national anthem, you know, Jimmy did. And uh, I run this children's camp these days called Winter Rainbow. Yeah, it's a circus and performing arts camp. And uh, every morning we wake the kids up with uh, Jimmy playing the Star Spangled Banner. Oh. And they run out of their teepees and have a pillow fight. <laughs> how many how many campers do you have there at a time 150 at a time we have 17 teepees in a circle wow and it's extraordinary what? and uh, it's a circus and performing arts camp kids learn juggling and tightrope and trapeze and uh, uh theater and dance and uh, everything from uh shakespeare to thelonious monk <laughs> God, that sounds like heaven. Yeah, I told my wife, uh, I was like, our kids have got to go to that camp one year. We're in Florida. I was like, we're just going to fly over there and stay because they have to experience that. It it looks amazing. It looks amazing. We We have many kids from all over the planet. They come even from France and uh, Asia. Because wow. we've been doing it for so long, you know. Yeah. How did the I camp mean, start? Did it grow out of? The, now. How did the, How did the camp start? Did it grow kind of out of the hog farm philosophy, or uh, no? no I mean, it was me and a dude named Sirius Singer, uh, who uh, we. Uh, uh, just put a camp together and we called it uh, Win a Rainbow because that was what we wanted to do. That's remarkable. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. It just grew out of that. And, and then it became kids who learned to ride a unicycle or tightrope or trapeze or uh, our theater department went uh, <laughs> everything from improvisation to Shakespeare. And our dance department uh, went from jazz to hip hop to you name it. And uh, it was glorious. And it still is. Every summer. What's up, everybody? This is Mike. And today's show is sponsored by Sunset Lake CBD, a Vermont hemp farm crafting affordable CBD products designed to help with stress and sleep without breaking the bank. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located just outside of one of our favorite places, Burlington, Vermont. For years, Sunset Lake was a dairy farm producing milk for Ben & Jerry's ice cream. We had them on the podcast. In 2019, they diversified and started growing hemp for CBD. And Sunset Lake CBD crafts products with hemp grown on their family farm and ships them directly to the customer, cutting out all the cost associated with getting on the shelves at stores. They have CBD products for every occasion and offer tinctures, salves, edibles, coffee, smokables, and even for that anxious dog of yours, they have pet products. Ooh. I need to get some for my dog that's barking all the time. But Mm -hmm. I'll tell you this. I use these. The Sour Bears. So good. They are CBD gummies. I literally, no joke, I take these every night. They help me sleep. And it's almost bedtime. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. 
And I still, as I said it before, I'll say it again. You go to a long show, you come home, my 42-year-old ankles are not what they used to be. And I rub that salve all over them and uh, put them up, enjoy a, a nice cocktail, and uh, just let it ooze right into those sore bones. And you know what, folks? All you Comes a Time fans, if you check them out at sunsetlakecbd.com and use promo code TIME, T-I-M-E, you'll get 20% off all products. That's sunsetlakecbd.com. Use promo code TIME, 20% off all products. Sunset Lake CBD, farmer-owned, Vermont-grown. Thank you. Get you some. Now, how long is the camp for? Uh, Kids go for two weeks. Two weeks? Uh, There's actually a one-week session for kids who have never been to sleepaway before. Then we do four two-week sessions, one after the other. And at the end of every two week session, the kids put on a, a show for their parents and uh, the parents come and see all, all the different stuff. And, uh, you know, we give them a chance to juggle with their kid or walk a tightrope or swing on a trapeze. And uh, it's a thrill and a spill and uh, one thing after another. That's how we do it. Do you still do the one part of the camp that's for adults? We do uh, one week for adults and uh, eight weeks for kids. And it's a one one week session for kids who have never been to sleep away. And then four two week sessions with a big show at the end of uh, every two week session. Wow. You have my favorite quote about the adult camp in the interview I was listening to. You said, we do one camp for adults because it's never too late to have a happy childhood. Yes, it, it, <laughs> this is correct. That's one of our favorite sayings here. Yes. Comes I think there needs to be I think there needs to be a teepee for people who haven't taken enough LST and get them in there and say, hey, it's time to take some and well, lighten up a little bit. Children. We always say the <laughs> no, not for kids. No, for the adults. The yeah. in the oranges. <laughs> <laughs> Ascorbic, that is. <laughs> Man, please uh, tell uh, a little bit about your time in the Army. Because when I found out about that, I was like, okay, how is that going to work? <laughs> Me? Uh, oh, God, what did I do? I, oh, they taught me Morse code. That was naughty. I'm not translating <laughs> that. We're getting in serious trouble. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I hear horns in New York, I always try to figure what they're trying to say to me. R, Roger, I got it, which is yes. Da-da-da is over to you. Wow. That's da, amazing. Da, da. That's K, which means over. You still remember it. Could we have the next slide, please? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought you told a story about you were painting the mess hall or something, and you got the paint all over your fatigue, so then you ended up looking probably pretty psychedelic. Yes, <laughs> what army are you in, soldier? Yours, sir? 
<laughs> General Buster's chapel. Uh, like it was like Michelangelo on the Sistine Chapel. I'd be on a slab up over the steam table uh, painting a giant uh, uh, army infantryman's badge uh, uh, and uh, dripping paint down on the roast beef. <laughs> oh god those were the, those days wow and that was before the acid right <laughs> yep yep that was early on yeah early on. my 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 first of course thrill was uh going for walks around the block with albert einstein yeah that's a, what a way to start did you have to did you have to go overseas with the army or were you here no i was overseas yeah. I was in, uh, where was I? First I was here and then I was there. Whoosh. Yeah. And then you came back. And then, yeah. So they say, yes, but it was very good for me. And, you know, I learned, uh, Morris code. I was that Morris code operator. And, uh, they would parachute me into, uh, 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 a, uh, firefight and I would do uh, Morse code. Wow. Those were th- uh, those thrilling days. And I can, uh, whenever I hear horns go, I always say, what are they saying? What are they saying? That's wavy and Morse code. Amazing. B for victory. Ask me anything and I'll talk to you in code. Well, speaking of V, can you tell us a little about Seva? S-E-V-A is a Sanskrit word that for service for humankind. And we work in curable and preventable blindness. 80% of the people in the world that are blind do not need to be blind. And mm-hmm. so uh, we have uh, raised money and uh, I put on concerts uh, all over the world to raise money uh, to, s- to surgery. Uh, it takes uh, maybe 15 minutes to, for somebody who is blind to have uh, eye surgery, cataract surgery and no mm-hmm. longer be blind anymore because wow. we remove the cataracts and we'd sew in little inner ocular lenses into their eyeballs. And uh, wow. one of the highest moments in my life was actually uh, watching that uh, from up close, uh, seeing somebody who was blind be not blind anymore. And it's so easy to get artists to perform. Hey, how'd you like to do a concert for blind people not to bump into shit anymore? <laughs> it, uh, I, I never get turned down. It's it's always a question of timing, of course, if they can squeeze it into their schedule. But uh, if I don't get them then, I'll get them later. Wow. Who did the first one? Was it the dead? Maybe, yeah, of course it was the Grateful Dead. And uh, the good old Grateful Dead, yeah. And uh, Bill Graham was uh, beside him. Why? <laughs> A benefit. Why am I the last to find out these things? God damn it. <laughs> and then I'm uh, uh, standing backstage with uh, Jerry's roadie, Steve Parrish. And Bill comes by and hands me a slip of paper. And I look at it and it's a check for $10,000 for save. I said, Bill, why are you doing this? Here? 
because you did not hit on me, my friend. <laughs> so uh, there it is. Because you didn't ask. Amazing. Wow. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, thanks, Bill. <laughs> That's amazing. We had, we have, we've, Steve Parrish has, has hung out with us a couple of times. We love him. He's got a memory that you guys have such great memories and it's so important that you do. Cause all these experiences are so colorful and so important to hear about, you know, talking to him is like an encyclopedia. It's amazing. I know Steve, I, t- I tried to get him to do colleges. We could go and do, do colleges and he could, uh, he's got all that, uh, uh interesting, uh, uh, dead lore that he could share with the multitudes and he's good at it. He really is. It would be such fun, you know, and, and we do it a little bit, but uh, someday, someday I'm just going to keep pestering him. (laughs) We hope you guys do it. Do you remember when you first got um, like when first catching up with the grateful dead and all of that? Oh my God. Uh, Yeah, he goes all the way back to the early acid tests. And uh, they didn't even, they barely knew they were the Grateful Dead. It was the Warlocks and stuff like that. And then they became the Grateful Dead. And the the wonderful Pigpen. Oh, God. And Pigpen and Janice together. Oh, oh. Melt your mind. It was the best. It's, it's all you hear about with Pigpen, about how sweet of a person he was and how uh, gentle and, and shy and all of that. And then he gets up on stage and he was the front man and he belted it out. Yeah, he sure did. And, and uh, to take the, the paint off the uh, 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 hood of the car, just uh, <laughs> blowing it out there. But, but the glorious thing was when him and Janice combined their larynxes uh, to uh, to uh, belt it uh, as one, <laughs> the two became one, and and it was glorious. Can you talk a little bit about that Watts acid test? Because uh, when I watched that part or listened to that part of your interview, I didn't realize that uh, like literally fires were still burning from the Watts riots when you guys sure did was. that. That was it an sure intense was. And, uh, and place there we were. <laughs> and we had the, the teepees and all. And uh, um, we, we, we uh, had 17 teepees, all different colors. And uh, people popped out and the, the fire was in the center and it was all grooving. And uh, everybody uh, uh, just uh, took a piece of it. And, and uh, we set up the free kitchen. So... Uh, people took turns cooking and eating and uh, uh, just, it was, it was uh, like we were all one or organism or orgasm or both. <laughs> so all along the way, you're always doing this thing. That's all along giving. the watchtower. <laughs> yeah. I love this uh, quote you said, but I guess it's when the hog farm maybe went one on the road. He said, uh, we were happy to sign on to the spaceship to make energetic progress towards the good. It just hit me so hard because it's so intentional. Something to do. And it was good grief and it was glorious. And, uh, (laughs) 
we had a <laughs> yes a, a, a black and white pig to lead us named Pigasus. <laughs> <laughs> he was the first candidate for president, <laughs> the first black and white candidate. Anyhow, uh, but and, how do you pronounce for president and a role for vice president? So you could always eat the vice president. As the role kept changing, <laughs> that was after the pig. Then came the role, rock and the roll. <laughs> oh man! What were you, you going to ask, Gotiel? Did you have something? There? You know, I've, I've, if I had known better and known more ahead of time, I would have uh, asked if we is. How do you pronounce your wife's name? Jahanara. Yahanara. 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 Or short for Ja. Ja, yes. Ja. Uh, ah. And uh, wow. she's the girl from the North Country. She's amazing. She really yep. is amazing. And the documentary, the, the two of you together, I was like, oh, man. Should have had both of them on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, 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 we've got over half a century together. Wow. And we ain't going nowhere. I mean, it's just the, the days dwindle down and dwindle up, up and down. And here we go. We <laughs> touch my cape. Touch my cape. That's right. If you, if you think about, um, you know, can the camp, the free kitchen, um, the hog farm, think about folks now. Maybe someone who's listening to this that wants to reach out and help others, help their their fellow man. Um, as someone who's been doing it for decades, what advice would you give someone who wants to serve others and and get on that spaceship? Just just like Ralph Edwards said, the does does everything. <laughs> Do it. Then the does it is it. <laughs> <laughs> and put your good word to do the most exactly yum delila <laughs> put your good where you do the most it's it. never too late to have a happy childhood where <laughs> <laughs> it does the most is a cheesy quote that wavy has adopted and really kept going yeah yeah it very it makes me it reminds me a lot of ram das too did you, you know ram yeah, he's he's uh, in Hawaii now. No, he's, he's Where? Passed. He's passed. He, oh, God, he's gone to heaven. <laughs> yeah. It seems like he's always been there. Yeah. He was there for and, a long uh, time. His guru, um, the uh, Nim Karoli Baba, I used to call Popeye. <laughs> Popeye? <laughs> you called him Popeye? Like Popeye, you know? Yeah, yeah, he did. Except uh, Popeye didn't wear a dhoti. <laughs> you wrote a you wrote a beautiful haiku when jerry died too huh oh the fat man rocks out hinges fall off heaven's door come on in says bill that's beautiful i like that one that was a good one that really was a good one yeah and it came out when you know when everyone was so you know sad and so but but it was just the next step for him right to go back up and hang uh -huh. with bill yeah. Absolutely. Well, and, uh, <laughs> did you have a close and, relationship with Jerry? Everybody else, because we'll be there eventually. <laughs> yeah, we will be. Did you have a close relationship with Jerry? I did. 
I did. And did. we used to talk art most of the time, whenever we'd get together. Uh, I'm trying to remember who, who particularly, uh, uh, I can't, uh, Jesus, come on waves. It's, 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 a, uh, Jerry and I used to talk about, uh, this, this wonderful, uh, artist, uh, uh, whose name escapes me at the moment. I can't remember everything. Sometimes it uh, all turns into chocolate and starts running out my ears and nose and, <laughs> and mouth and other orifices to first mention. What was it like when, when you saw that scene growing to arenas and football stadiums and all of that? Was that something that you... Did you shy away from those? Did you go to those? Did it get a little no, too big? No, and- we used to we used to work the work the, the the lines going in and stuff and and get stuff going uh, before it even went inside. It was in the working our way uh, 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 along as uh, you know doing stuff with people as as they emerged until they went inside the bed. The venue, uh, there was a just glorious stuff happening in the lines outside, and don't forget the children's room. And yes, we uh, backstage uh, we set up uh, a place where uh, the the dead and their friends could park their kids, and we had uh, some of the most amazing bingo games with all the kids and glorious prizes. I always had a budget where I could go out and uh, look up the, the hottest new toys <laughs> and the kids would come in, uh, the backstage kids, and they'd take a look at what's up for grabs and uh, uh, they would uh, be uh, uh, riveted uh, to the uh, bingo game. And the parents, come on, don't you want to listen to some music? No, wait just a minute, mommy. <laughs> B-17! <laughs> glorious, glorious bingo games for great prizes. Because I had a super budget, and I would go into the toy store and find the coolest stuff that nobody ever saw yet. All brand new. That's, that's so cool. <laughs> We've talked to some of the kids that were in those rooms, and man, they have great memories of it. It's a of course. golden wonderfully golden as everything you seem to touch uh it's amazing <laughs> you are forever young and it that room seems so full of such cool stuff yes um, are you a collector of uh of 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 things from the past back there that was my job was to uh i would have a budget and i would go into toy stores and find out what is the coolest stuff of the moment and i would get it so they uh, their parents would go, don't you want to come and hear some music? No, we're playing bingo, mom. <laughs> <laughs> it made me uh, room a little bit to get an idea of. Yeah, let's check that out. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. no. And this is only as, believe me, this is only a small amount of stuff. <laughs> we do not doubt it for wow, one second. Oh, look at that. <laughs> oh, there's the tiny people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, there's these people up there. Oh, way up top. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Look at that. Is that Big Bird? About Videotech Eric would love to get a close up <laughs> yeah, of that. Look at that. How yeah, neat. Come on by. 
<laughs> hey, we'll take you up on that, man. For sure. yeah, right. I'm about to head out that way soon. <laughs> mm-hmm. For tour. Oh, amazing. So, okay, so remember cool. kissing builds up your mouth. Old clown fall down, go boom. <laughs> it was pleasant uh, to stroll through our collective garden. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much, Wavy, man. We really appreciate you taking the time with us. Hey, it was fun, guys. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at IntoHistory.com.